0: Welcome to the second episode of Not 97's The Check-In featuring UK-based artist and producer Narisha whose standout track Elegy was featured on Not 97 8.2 earlier this season We talk about what inspired her to start releasing music only two years ago being chosen by Adidas and Boiler Room as one of four up-and-coming artists to record at Abbey Road Studios, and what she learned from that experience, the music that she grew up on, and getting in trouble for rapping Snoop Dogg lyrics in primary school, amongst much more. Check it out.
1: Okay, I got it. Easy.
0: Well, welcome to uh, our 997s interview series. It's good to have you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Do you want to just start off by introducing yourself um, and a little bit about where you're from and what you do?
1: So I'm Narisha. I'm a producer artist from Leicester, which is in the UK, not London. And I basically just like create things. I create music. I create art. I do different things. But Yeah.
0: How long have you been making music?
1: For just under two years, actually. Um, So it's like super, super, not even a a long time, just um, not for very long, basically. Yeah.
0: Had you been making, did you make any music? Did you play music when you were younger, when you were growing up?
1: I basically just come from a household with both parents that love music. And I grew up with them just constantly like listening, like listening to music when I was just in the house. So I didn't actually make any some sort of music. I just listened to a lot of it. I was actually an art student at first, and a lot of my art I was making was based around music. So I think up to the age of, like, 19, I was just listening and listening and just, like, testing the water with things. And then I think I was about 20 years old when I, like, started being like, actually, I want to try making some stuff.
0: And how old are you now? I'm 22. (laughs) So So, only two years ago.
1: Yeah, literally two years ago now.
0: So that being said, you are pretty much self-taught
1: yes everything I've done like I've never had any sort of like lessons obviously you study it I say study it really loosely uh like I go, I went to classes and I went like um just learned about it in like the really mediocre sense but yeah everything I've like so far has just been taught for myself
0: what happened two years ago one I guess what happened two years ago that inspired you to write your first song and then what inspired you to like even release that song and put it out in the world
1: so it was actually COVID that kind of weirdly inspired me so I had been didn't, I basically did an art foundation before which is for you who probably don't know what it is it's basically like a course before you go to uni to decide what you want to study as an art student and like what um particular course you want to go on um, and obviously at the time it's basically a course that just lets you do everything for a year um and I basically was just going down the videography route and um, I was making beats and stuff for the videos I was making. And, and then I sat down with my tutor who kind of was like supposed to help me decide what I'm supposed to do at uni. And she just sat me down and said to me, you should probably go and study commercial music and see what you want to do with that. Cause I feel like you have a real like, eye for it and a talent for it. And then we went into lockdown. No, not before that, I went into uni and I got into the course that I want to go to, uh, which is just like a music production course. And I was around so many amazingly talented people, but I had never released anything. So for me, it was uh, kind of like a test to myself. And I knew COVID would be the perfect time for it because I wasn't around anybody. And like my pure focus was just literally working in music. I think it was like June time I released my first song. And it took me, like, I like sat on it for like three months. I sat. It was done by like May, but I just sat on it for ages and just didn't want to touch it. Cause I was so like fearful. I'd never done anything like this before. Uh, and it dropped, and it kind of like it. I like opened the like, the gates a little bit and just let me get really creative. And then, yeah, I fell in love with it straight away.
0: You know, obviously, I played Elegy on the show, but basically, over the last year, we had been, we took a break from recording. We were kind of figuring out uh, our next steps. And I think I heard typical, the song yeah. typical on SoundCloud yes. and saved it and kept going back to it and just really you know, was impressed by your voice, was impressed by the songwriting and the energy of it. And so, yeah, I like once you started releasing more and once the Boiler Room every Road Session stuff came yeah. out, I was like, okay, here we go. and was very excited <laughs> to play Elegy.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I feel like Typical came at a time as well. It was my friend, it's a funny story behind it. So uh, a friend, he was like one of the first people ever in my area that I had known of to like make music just for fun and like do it because he had a passion for it so the guy that produced the track Dom he um Dom Tavler on uh on Spotify and everything else he sent me this beat and he was like yo this is sick I remember meeting him at a house party like two years prior and I like went to him and I was like he'll beat selection's amazing like your lyricism is sick and um so to kind of it was like a full like circle moment for me for him to be like yo here's a beat you should jump on it and yeah, and everyone seemed to like love it. It was definitely a different sound and definitely helped me find my way into like the, the, the area that I'm in now and like kind of finding my sound a little bit.
0: Yeah. When, when something like that happens, when someone sends you a beat, I'm interested in hearing about like the process of creating that song, like where the songwriting comes from. If you hear a beat and then you start writing to it, or if you uh, are, you know, constantly writing lyrics, doing voice notes and, and just kind of like, you know, collecting ideas.
1: I think a lot of it is, um, it's kind of a mixture of experience, experiences and like storytelling, I feel like I get really inspired by like just going outside and like going for walks and keeping myself active and I find like, I think in COVID I definitely struggled a lot with um, writing in that sense because I wasn't so active outside, like I definitely feel like going outside and just talking to my friends and being around normal people, doing normal things definitely helps me think. Um, when it comes to songwriting too, sometimes I just get feelings and like feelings that I associate with a song, or like I'm walking down and I'll see like um, a certain thing. Like it'll be so, it's so weird. Like I'll see certain things that I will be like, this has a certain feeling behind it. And I'll like have, I'll come up with one line of it and then kind of write a whole song around it. So it's kind of almost like experience storytelling and quite descriptive, but I definitely try and like ride the emotive wave with it too.
0: Yeah, yeah nice. I want you to tell a little bit about how the process of the boiler room Abbey Road stuff came about because yeah I know obviously like you know you're fresh and releasing your own music and that's a big opportunity so.
1: Yeah of course so um, yeah Abbey Road kind of came at a really weird time in my life like I was second year uni student and I had blown like completely just not paid any attention to my uni like work at the time because we were in COVID and realistically, at this point I had given up all hope I was just like you know what I don't know if I'm going to make my degree like am I even going to graduate at this point because we were like I had COVID hit when I was in first year and by the time that we were out of COVID it was my third year so that's now so it's kind of like this like weird in between and especially like the second wave of COVID hit everyone differently. Like no one enjoyed it, <laughs> especially no one enjoyed it. Like everyone was just down extremely bad. Um, and so I was just I was just like working, I threw myself at work and I was working like 60 hour days uh, and I fell so behind at uni. And it was like kind of the end of the term and I was just like, I need to pay in all this work immediately in the next four days. So I sat down and I was just like scanning my brain and getting all these work done, all these assignments done. And I actually like, um, I was doing a report or like an assignment on Slow Tie. So obviously on Slow Tie I had to look him up and it kind of came up with one of his tweets uh, and I was like his Twitter. And it was like this Abbey Road experience. Um, and it was like any, we're reaching out, we're calling out to any artists that has like a kind of a weird sound. And at the time I was like, not even a year into making music. So there was no way in hell that I thought that I was gonna like be selected but what pulled me in was like the idea of people from ballroom Room just listening to my songs or like listening. I'm like, if I get one person to just like it and I get connected that way, I'll be content. I'd never thought in a million years I was like, I'm not experienced enough. I've not got, I'm not where I want to be personally. Like, I'll just put it in anyway, just like what's what's the worst that can happen? And then I basically got a phone call like two days later. Uh, and I was on a walk, actually. It's so funny. Um, and I got a phone call going you've like you've won and I was like what have I won what is this and it was an unknown number so first of all I was like who is calling me I'm so confused because no one calls me like like that so I was like oh uh and I was really confused I was like what have I won It's like you won the, the boiler room like the I hey, that's a heavy road experience that like, you've won and I was like there's not a chance in hell like, I thought I was it was a joke I was like there's no way and then things became really real like so quickly I just ended up uh basically in like it was like four days. Or like, right, you're gonna sit down with the producer. You're gonna chat. You're gonna do this, and you're gonna be like, you're gonna be, um, you're gonna get a train down to London. You'll be put in a hotel, da da. da. And then I got there and arrived, and like, I felt like my life changed. It kind of sounds like really cheesy, but it really did. Like, it was one of those moments where I was like, this is not real.
0: Yeah. The entire
1: time. Um, and yeah, so Abbey Road itself, like, I definitely was just like the best way to describe it. It was just mad. Like, there's actually nothing else to really say about it. It was one of those things where everyone I met was so incredibly talented, and everyone was so like, like the the energy in that room. I've never felt that like energy before. Like everyone was just so like there because they want to be there, and they just are there because they're so passionate about what they do. And I think that's why like the song "Elegy," uh, well, the two songs "Elegy" and "Green Tea" both felt that type of way because the people I around, like I was around, like helped me kind of get to that that part. And also I feel like the, the weird confidence that I got and the weird comfort I got from just being in a room full of people that know what they're doing and listening to like my weird shitty ideas about like, I'm like, why don't we try like trappy drums or like a, a trumpet? Like something so small and like, and then really fucking with the idea. It kind of like definitely helped me and they definitely supported me to the entire process um, of creating. And I think that's where the two songs kind of do feel and sound the way they feel because of the people around me.
0: Yeah. So so every artist went in having and you had to write two songs yeah. in a week.
1: Yeah. So the kind of so we were supporting the AIDAS forum shoe. They were coming out with um, the forums and the kind of deal was they were like, you write two songs for us or write two songs in general uh, for like basically uh, in sponsorship with the shoe and we'll play it around the stores. And um, I don't think the boiler room stuff was I'm not sure if this is right, but. I don't think the boiler room stuff was actually like set into place at that time, but I think they heard the songs and really loved it. And they were like, yeah, let's do this. And it was like, I've never written two songs so quickly in my life. First of all, like the process <laughs> was crazy. Here I am sitting on like three months of a song and I'm like, right, I'm going to be really precise. Um, and then having to write two songs. I think I wrote green tea in the canteen in two hours. Like it's so wild to look back and be like, this is crazy. Um,
0: was that stressful for you?
1: do you know what in a weird way well yeah obviously yeah I know like I think I was in way, like it's crazy because a lot of the people are, well, the musicians are all really used to like this really fast lifestyle so here's me like slow steady doing my own thing we were like not sleeping properly and I was just like the adrenaline was keeping you going like you were just on it like that and um so like it was definitely I would say stressful but in the best way it definitely pushed me to get out of myself and my head and not be so like possessive over the songs and just like letting things be um and, and in as well like at the time Elegy was written with an, ama- an amazing writer as well that kind of helped me along the way uh, and seeing her process helped me learn especially from someone that's not been doing it for a long time like not even a year of doing it at the time so I was it definitely get, helped me get inspired and kind of forced me to be like right I want to write Green Tea by myself and have this feel and do this so in the best way yeah definitely stress but in the best way
0: yeah, what are some of the things that you walked away, like, you know, that still stick with you from working with them or from even just being in that space?
1: The biggest thing I think I learned was to just enjoy every single step of the process uh, and don't be afraid to put yourself in, like, these situations. I think for me as well, like, I'm so used to being kind of behind the scenes and, like, like working on the production side to it and working on, um on, like, the creative side of things and not being in the front man, like, and being the person that kind of leads, that it definitely taught me like in a weird way, like just putting yourself in the situation and like saying the stuff that you want to say, if it makes you feel a type of way, if you have an idea, because like open mouths, open, sorry, closed mouths don't get fed. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean like, it's that kind of like the idea of just putting yourself in these situations uh, and also just not being like removing your ego. I think everyone definitely mm-hmm. there, you have this like, I definitely had this idea of musicians um, that like a lot of musicians kind of have like an ego, um, from what I've seen and experienced. But like everyone there taught me, like when people are comfortable and good at what they do, there's no ego whatsoever, and people are just doing their thing and enjoying it. So yeah, just literally just do your thing, enjoy it, and if it feels right, you're good, and just like enjoy every single bit of the process.
0: That's probably a good lesson in just being like confident in yourself and and the things that you want oh. and seeing real professionals like react to that has to be validating
1: it's wild honestly as well especially because they're so like they've been doing it for years and they're so invested and so experienced then they listen to your ideas and they're so like they're like blown away they're like this makes no sense and then it comes out and like green tea there was a few people there that were like, I'm not sure if this, these ideas are going to work. And then it came up and people were like, whoa, this is crazy. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of like, it's weird. Because you're like, this weird idea that I've had of just like trying this new feeling and this new sound. I don't know if it's going to work. But the fact that people there, like everyone there made it work at the same time. And people like they delivered and it it sounded sick. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, for sure.
0: Like talking about your sound, I think that there's a lot of different um, energies that come through a lot of different sounds. Do you? And, and I know you even said before, like being in that process kind of helped you figure out what your sound is. Do you feel like you have that, even need that? Or it's really just about kind of like um, experimenting with different things and being able to express yourself through a lot of different um, you know, genres or whatever it might be?
1: I feel like um, I'm definitely someone I think because I have I've grown up in a household where I have quite an eclectic music taste. So I love listening to different things. And I feel like at the moment, at the stage I'm at, um, kind of almost like a year on, I definitely feel like I'm like finding what feels right for me. I think I'll always be someone that will like always try, like I'll create something in a body of work and be like, right, this is one thing. And I'll try and move on to the next thing. I think it's like kind of depends on the stage of like, of my life that I'm at too. So at the moment I'm super into like really like gritty sounds uh, and just like discovering like more heavy, like heavy drums, uh, kind of more of the sample feel, uh, and, like a lot of pitch down, like just different different sounds particularly. And like kind of try, it's almost like a puzzle in my mind. So trying to figure out like this certain thing fits with this certain thing. So how do I make these two fit for me? Or like, I like this genre and I like this genre. These two genres don't make any sense right now, but I can like, in my own way, try and like make it feel right for me and make me feel like, make it feel like me. And it puts people on. Like, I definitely love um, putting people on or being like the stepping stone for people sometimes and just being like, oh, yo, you like this. Like you like this guitar riff. What about this guitarist? But like, what do you feel about (laughs) this? So I definitely like, I think my process is just having to listen to music that makes me feel a certain type of way. And like, or like there's a certain like chords that make me feel a type of way or and like anything really. And I'm like, okay this makes sense as long as it makes sense in my head i think i I don't really care about anything else so
0: well you mentioned a couple of times growing up uh with a lot of music around you so what kind of music did you grow up listening to or what kind of music do your parents listen to
1: so my dad my dad is like he's so he was like definitely more of a hip-hop r&b househead so he loves like loose ends um i'd probably say like loose ends obviously like biggie the black uh, black street boys um what else like there's so i feel like there's the top of my head like he loves like his old school 90s r&b and especially like here particularly Leicester. uh my dad's from kenya so he came here when he was five and in leicester kind of all the people like past pers- like all people of color kind of went to one area so he grew up around with so many different sounds for him and he was always the guy that was making like he had the car and he was the one making the tapes for the car so he was always like curating his own playlist and he would like to this day he's still flexible he's like I think I was like seven and he tried to make me see he tried to make me make him CDs for his car and he gave me this like list of music and I was like and he was like there's dead air here you should do this I'm a seven-year-old girl I'm like I, I'm like what sorry like but he's like so he's into a lot of different sounds but definitely more of the like they're heavy hip-hop. He loves, like, Grandmaster Flash. Um, the list kind of goes on. And my mum was definitely more of the experimental person. Like, she was the one that definitely opened my eyes to a lot. Um, she's heavily into Prince. Like, huge influence on my life. Um, huge influence on her. She loves, like, the Bowies, uh, Susie and the Banshees. But she also has this kind of, like, the British side. Like, so she loves uh, the Verve. She loves... Um, What I feel like this. Um you 2 like kind of like kind of rocky indie side too. So for me, having literally like I remember I used to sneak around, my parents are so possessive of their CDs and music. (laughs) Like to this day, they still won't let me touch any of it. Um, and I like I used to sneak in with my little CD like Walkman and like put little Michael Jackson CD on, or like put like and then they'd catch me. And I remember in school actually, I used to like go and my mum, for some reason my mum was super into like Snoop Dogg. So I would sneak in when I was younger, I'd put it on, I'd go to school and I'd start rapping these lyrics to myself and the teachers would write letters home being like your daughter's language is inappropriate. Like it's crazy. And it's so weird. Um, but it's definitely, it kind of made me laugh. I'm like, I imagine like a, a six year old me just
0: cussing, just rapping Snoop Dogg. Lyrics.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like, but yeah, both my parents are like, they, every, they love everything in my eyes. They literally just are like, they're super open minded but they're also a bit music snob, like they're a bit of music snobs. Like if they don't like something, they'll let you know Like this is shit. I don't like this part, but I'm like, right. Okay. So do they
0: do do that with your music?
1: Oh my God. My parents don't hold back. They're like, everyone (laughs) tells me they're like, Oh yeah. Like you can't really show your parents because your parents will, will always like the stuff you make. My parents, I've showed them stuff and they're like, what is this? What have you made? Or like this doesn't make sense. Or my dad, he's a sucker for harmonies. Like he loves like the brandy harmonies. Um, so I'd come and he'd be like, you need to add more harmonies here and he's more body here. And I'm like, what is going on? These, they have no musical experience whatsoever by their mind. Like they're just so brutally honest and I respect him for it because I feel like I wouldn't be the person I was without that, so.
0: No, that's great. I feel like that's a better audience to have than them just, you know, loving everything that you put in front sure. of them.
1: Yeah, no, they would never. They pride they pride themselves on it. They're, my mum, particularly, she loves being like, I would tell you the truth. I'm not going to be one of those mums like all the time. I'm like, fair enough, good <laughs> For you, I trust you. I know. Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: um. So, what is, what's uh, what are you working on now? What's next for you and your music?
1: So, at the moment, we're working on a project. I won't say too much because obviously I don't know how much I can give away. But we are working on a project. Um, and I'm working on like. Kind of like almost like a reintroduction to myself. I feel like I've kind of, after the Abby stuff, it was like, right, shit, like as a wake-up call almost, to be like, right, get your shit together. Like, what are you doing? So I am working on like a little project with some visuals. I think at the moment it's like just organizing stuff. I think I've got a couple singles coming out soon as well. Uh, hopefully maybe June time, July time. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, keep hopefully. Yes, for sure. I'll keep you guys in the loop. Um, yeah, I'm super excited for it. It's just like this is the first time ever that like this music stuff is like real. It felt really real to me, so I'm like, "Yo, this is like what I can do now." So, yeah, it's real. It's real. It's real.
0: <laughs> you want to pick a song oh and introduce it, any song that you have, and we can let it play out the, I'm gonna, the interview. I'm
1: gonna, go, I'm gonna go classic. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick to it. I am gonna stick with "Elegy." So, um, yeah, this is "Elegy." Uh, recorded at Abbey Road. Enjoy. By me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Still want some blood Beneath His title And fills my lungs Release i like This person got me straight